You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast with your host, Maggie Magan. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, this is also the name of the number one Amazon best-selling business book series for small businesses. It's titled Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, and the subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. And just so you know, you can get a digital copy or paperback at Amazon. There's other places like Barnes and Noble and all that, but you can get a, a copy at Amazon. And when you go there, know that we're referencing volume two today, which is the book with the emerald green cover. So today's conversation is with a number one best-selling business author from the 2018 book. And there's a little bit of a bonus. He also is the number one best-selling business author from the 2017 book as well. And his name is Mike Raber. Hi, Rockstars. My name is Maggie Mongan. I'm a number one best-selling business author and creator of that number one best-selling annual book series for businesses titled Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. By day, my full-time gig is a master business coach and trainer at Brilliant Breakthroughs. So now that you've heard all about me, let's move on to our guest, Mike Raber. Welcome and congratulations on becoming a number one best-selling business author again. Thank you, Maggie. Hello, everyone out there. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to have some fun today. Um, today, in this podcast, Mike and I are going to have a conversation for you to um, extract some really great golden nuggets for, and it's from the book, chapter 2018, which is titled, the, uh, let me back that up. The seventh chapter in the 2018 book that Mike wrote is titled Discovering Your Business's True North. And just so you know, for this topic, Discovering Your Business's True North, Mike has already done four other podcasts in our uh, episodes number 60, 66, 76, and 83. But today we're doing something a little different. And this is really cool because in podcast number 47, which is titled Why Mike Raber is Motivated to Help Small Businesses, we started having a conversation. We said, we need to go back to that later. Well, actually, if you listen to that and you listen to today, you're going to say, oh, wow, this really is part two of that conversation. So today's episode is going to really solidify what Mike started to crack open in our podcast episode number 47, and we're going to continue. You can listen to this as a standalone, but it'll make more sense if you go back and listen to that other one first. Is that a good way to say that, Mike? Yeah, definitely. Oh, and good. Kind of where this leads off is I talked about one of the questions you asked me in episode 47 was why did I, be, why did I become a small business owner? Why do I do what I do? 
And I explained that I'm very passionate about helping small business owners grow their business and to take it to the next level. I also shared about how I think business is an incredible resource for someone to impact society, design a life that allows them to do the things that they want to do and can in many ways be a great way of bringing freedom that they might not otherwise have access to if they had just say, a job. Okay. However, that said, one of the things that I have found, and as and since that conversation, I've thought a lot about why did I really go into business? I'm kind of, the thing I really like about entrepreneurism and business is it allows us, A, to, again, service a client or serve a client to bring our passion, our brilliance, as you often refer to, to the marketplace, but it gives us that space in which we can go out there and build something from scratch, take an idea and bring it to life, and or take an existing business or service and enhance and bring our expertise into that and then use that A to again design a great life, make decent income, and at the same time service society. Right. And one of the most important parts, and in this and in, in this chapter of the second book, I talk about finding your true north. What does that really mean in the business world? And I talk about, I refer to a book that Simon Sinek wrote called Start With Why, and about how a lot of times people go into business and they know what, what, what the what is, what is it that they do? Why are they in business? But really on a heartfelt level, why do we get up and go out and create a business? Business can be a lot of fun. It can be a lot of stress, many hours of blood, sweat, and tears right. go into the making of a business. And if done right, at some point, we get to sit back and cherish and enjoy the many blessings that come from that. If done wrong, it doesn't end quite as nice. My goal is to help people make the right choices and design businesses that will allow you to flourish, that will allow you to live the life you deserve. Got it. The That's other thing. Thank you. And I don't think enough small business owners realize that sometimes, um, oh my gosh, just this week I've had three different client conversations about making better choices, choices that align with why they went into business in the first place. Because sometimes growth can impede our initial values of why we went into business and the choices and the freedom we desired because it might be growth too soon or too much growth or we're not prepared for it. There's a lot of different reasons. So what you're saying, Mike, I believe is spot on and I, I can't wait for you to share the rest of the story. So I'll be quiet now. <laughs> okay. And, and going back to, I'll share a quick story about how, and I've been kind of unique in many ways. I'm kind of like a chameleon where I can take a situation and blend to the environment that I'm in and at sometimes become invisible almost. Other times stand out like a rose in a field full of daisies. Mm. However, I've always tried to find avenues, find ways to bring stability to that environment. And business allowed me to do that in many different ways. Case at point, 
many years back, I started a limousine company. And where that came from was my wife and I had our first daughter. I was managing a real estate office at the time. My wife was happy with her career and working hard to build her career. And for her to stay home, be a stay-at-home mom would have set her back years probably. Plus, she's not really wired that way anyway. She's far more the corporate type person. It's where she shines. Okay. And in the limousine, in the real estate office, we had a limousine that I used for escrows. So I had a question. I could continue to manage the limousine, or sorry, manage the real estate office. And my wife could continue doing what she did. And we could have put our daughter in daycare. We could have found a way to put her in daycare part-time, and then I could or her could have worked part-time, which we both had careers that demanded a lot of hours, so that really wouldn't have worked very well. Or I had to find a way to recreate that situation, the ideal situation. So I sat down and kind of looked at where I was, where our family was, where I wanted to be. And a limousine company would have been a great way to learn how to build a business, it would have given me the flexibility to work at night and on weekends when my wife was home from work and would have given us the ability to earn extra money. And I like driving cool cars. <laughs> and it gave me the ability to accomplish that. So in essence, I created the ideal situation, the ideal life for us in that we had a side business, which grew into a full-time business and ultimately I was able to sell the business but it gave me the flexibility to take care of my daughter during the day while my wife was at work, go out and do runs and earn money at night, learn how to build a business, hang out with incredible people, drive cool cars, and design the life that I wanted to live. So in essence, the business became the tool to allow me to do the things I wanted to do. Whereas had I stayed in the job, that wouldn't have even been an option. So. The point of that story is sometimes we go into business because we have a service that we're really good at and we want to do it for ourselves. The plumber who works for a plumbing company decides to buy a van and go into plumbing for himself because he can. Or the person who creates a widget or has a product, a restaurant, something that they want to sell to the public and they create a business to allow them to bring the product or service to the consumer to the community. It can also be a way though for us to take a passion, take an interest that we have, and I'll share a story in a second on that, and use the business as the tool to make that a viable way to earn money and share our passion or interest at the same time. Does that make sense? Yes, it does to me. So what you're really saying and you have been saying this, is our business is a tool to do and live how we choose. Exactly. Got it. And what's nice is it can be as small and or as large as we wish it to be. I One of the um, podcasts we did a while back, I talked about how business should be treated as an asset like you would your 401k or other investments that you have. A business, one of the main purposes of designing a business is so you can build it into a saleable entity, kind of like what I do with the limousine company, that at some point you can sell and then do something else or retire, depending on how big of a business you build, you could build a business and sell it and walk away with a very nice chunk of change. 
you could build the business and grow it and pass it down to your family. I was talking to someone yesterday who was the fourth generation person in this business that her grandfather, great grandfather, started in the early 1900s, passed it to his son, passed it to his son, her father, who was now just passed it to her. Which right. I think is really cool because not only is it a fourth generation business, but the fourth generation is a woman, which is kind of near and dear to my heart in its own right, as you well know. So right. it's cool because for a hundred plus years, this business has sustained four generations of their family, and it's still very much a strong, vibrant business that not only has clients, that her, she was telling me a story about her father who met with the client that came to him when she or came to her his father when she was very young and is now very old and she's still with the company she's still a client like 60 70 years later is still there wow. and how he's watched her grow and she's watched him grow from a small boy in his father's office to her service provider it's insurance company now if she is around long enough hopefully we pass down to his daughter so one client in essence could be served or be taken care of by the company for three generations so that's another way that you could take a business and then the way that i'm kind of referring to today is really one of my more favorite options, again, goes back to you have a passion, you have something you wanna do and you wanna share it with the world, how do you do that? There's, okay, so how do we do that? You can do that, create a <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what, what, what's the, the golden nugget you wanna share with us today? Because this was a perfect setup, so bring it on. Figure out what your passion is and figure out a way that Another example is I love ch cooking Chinese food. I love eating Chinese food. I love cooking Chinese food. And at one point, I wanted to open a Chinese restaurant. However, life went in a different direction. And to open a restaurant wasn't really practical for what I wanted to do. And I don't want to run a Chinese restaurant per se. I want to cook Chinese food. And I want to have fun doing it. <laughs> so I created a course that called Your Hungry Dragon that allows me to share my passion for Chinese food to other people, to make it a fun, interactive place where it allows me to live my passion and do it in the form of a business, in the form of a course that can be profitable, but most importantly, it gives me the ability to take my passion to the marketplace and share it with other people who also enjoy Chinese food and or share in the same passion. Got it, okay, that makes sense. So that's a great example of how do you take something that is really your, your thing, mm -hmm. okay, we can call it passion, brilliance, genius, all sorts of different things, your, your thing, and how can you bring it to um, the marketplace and have it be profitable to go ahead and not only help you feel good about what you're doing, but to also bring it in as a profitable venture, right? Mm -hmm, definitely. Okay, and, it, and if we don't bring it in on something that's bringing us personal joy, we just essentially created a J-O-B for us instead of J-O-Y, right? Mm -hmm, very true. 
Okay. Okay. That's cool. That makes sense. And the other scenario too is if we understand why we're in business and we bring that why either back into our business if we're already in business. The scariest or the saddest, I really should say, thing that I think an entrepreneur or business owner can face is you're in business, you're going to work, you're running your business, and you lose the passion. It just becomes, in essence, a job with a whole lot more stress and a whole lot more responsibility and probably not that much more income, if any. You may not even have the same income running a business as you would have doing a job doing the same thing unless you pull the passion out, unless you design it and create it and then do it intentional so that you're doing what you love again and earning the income that you want and that the income that the business deserves. And most importantly, you're doing it in a way that the consumer, the general public is willing to pay you for that. <laughs> That's an important part too. Right. Right, and, and I think there's a really valuable point to that as I was talking about joy or J-O-B. Um, when we move our, our business to a J-O-B situation, you're right, it's, it's much more stressful. It's, it consumes us in a different way. Mm -hmm. And it depletes us considerably. Yeah. Whereas on the flip side, we love what we're doing and we're bringing value to the marketplace. It's a true win-win. In fact, it's funny because I was in a place yesterday and a person asked me, so what are you doing this weekend? Anything fun? It's like, well, not really. I kind of hope to stay home and relax <laughs> because every day is fun. I don't need to wait for Saturday to have fun. I love what I do. So when I wake up and go to work, I'm already having fun. Right, right. The weekend is an extension of the week, no more, no less, versus the individual that I can't wait till Friday so I can TGI Friday. Hey, it's the weekend, time to whatever. My husband and I were just doing. talking about this too, Mike, about how sad it is that everybody's working for the weekend. And, hmm. and how do, you know, we work to shift that, you work to shift that, other small business owners work to shift that, and some don't. Mm -hmm. But boy, it's it's important for us to really understand how we're choosing to create our our life, both personally and professionally. Yeah, very true. It's kind of like the old saying goes: "If you love what you're doing, you never work a day in your life." Yes, I wonder who said that. <laughs> uh, I'm not being cheeky. I don't know who yeah, said it, but I, I know at the moment too. But yeah, it's a good quote and it's truthful. Mm -hmm. So we have a, a lot of opportunity and a lot of choices that we can make as a business owner. Mm -hmm. And part of it, a huge part of it, is truly getting to the why. Right. Through north, right? Yeah. And staying true to your values, why you are in business for the first place, or why do you want to go into business, and following and staying true to that cause, staying true to that why. Another one of my favorite sayings that actually Brian Ruffini is famous for saying is, if your values are clear, your decisions are easy. Yes. As a business owner, it's so important that we stay 
committed, convicted to we have a conviction in our business for what we're doing, what we're doing, and we stay on track. We follow our true north, going back to that purpose of the chapter. Things people are funny. Most people have an opinion and they're always willing to share it, <laughs> good or bad. <laughs> And as a young entrepreneur or as a seasoned entrepreneur, if we're not committed or convicted in our own purpose, our own passion, it can be easy to get off track. It can be easy to get nudged by different people or lean into the wrong quote unquote expert, and, which could sabotage your business and certainly make it not as much fun or make it a lot harder to succeed than just staying true to what we're trying to do. What, going back to the core, why are we doing what we're doing? How can we continually to serve the community, be productive, and do it better tomorrow than we did today? Learn from those who know what we've already accomplished what we're doing versus people who don't do it. It's funny how so many entrepreneurs or business people take business advice from a family member or a friend who have never run a business versus <laughs> finding somebody. When I, whenever I'm a serial entrepreneur, I have had multiple or been part of multiple businesses throughout my career. And whenever I come up to something that I, a new thing in my business that I need to, a skill set that I need to acquire, I find someone who has already done it and ask them how to do it. And, or find someone who was already doing it, watch what they're doing and copy them. Okay, so, wow, you just, you unpacked a lot. And I would love for us to continue to have the conversation, but I know we're running short on time already. So it's a good thing we have another podcast coming up with you, Mike. But I, I want to I stop here, I believe. Because okay. what you just said is essential. And, and me, with what I do, I see this all over the place <clears throat> with small business owners, entrepreneurs, whatever it is we want to call ourselves, people who are running a business. And what they do is because they don't have, oftentimes it comes down to they don't have enough conviction or belief in themselves that they'll allow other people's opinions to come on in, like what you said, and all of a sudden, um, we drop what we were doing and then we go do what somebody else says. And then it's still not right. So we're confused and we talk to other people and then another person says something else. And we say, oh, that must be it because it didn't work what the other person said. And then we start doing that. And then that doesn't quite work out either. And all of a sudden, we have all of these half C's, I call them, and nothing is complete. And it's because oftentimes there's not enough self-belief or conviction or willingness to do what needs to occur to solidify the business and move it into a successful state. This is what you're talking about, right? Correct. Okay. And Continuing to move forward with one of my more favorite sayings, and I have a lot of favorite sayings, and another one is, done is better than perfect. Yes. And confidence comes through action. So, so first we have to know why we want to do 
what we're doing, figure out how we can best do that and learn the skill sets from others that have that, and then go out and start in baby steps. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. So many entrepreneurs are afraid that if I do this, I might mess up and it will look silly. Well, bad news, if you don't do it, nothing happens. And if you do it wrong enough, you're gonna learn how to do it right. So it's better to do and learn and change and evolve and continue to improve. And hopefully, again, like I touched on earlier, follow others who are already doing it right and copy them. There's no reason why we have to recreate the will. As entrepreneurs, we often feel like we have to versus take what's already being done and do it and then add our brilliance to that. Right, right. Best practices are best practices for a reason. They work. So mm -hmm. use them and put your flavor on top of it. Yeah. yeah. This is powerful, Mike. So I want to thank you because done is better than perfect. And that, that goes right to the beginning of the books, both books, introductions, talking about the power of experimenting and how business is nothing but an experiment. Hmm. So for everyone who hasn't read that yet, go back and read The Power of Experimenting. You will be surprised because you will find out that that's truly what America was founded on. So Mike isn't talking about something new. Hmm. <laughs> Matter of fact, he's helping streamline your learning curve to this practice that truly is a best practice. So I want to thank you, Mike. You're welcome. Can't wait to hear what we're going to talk about next time. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, so listeners, this is how you can learn more engage with number one best-selling business author, Mike Raber. Start by reading chapter seven, titled Finding Your True North, in the number one best-selling book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, volume two. That's what that green cover and also, at the end of Mike's chapter, on his author's page, he has an invitation for you to go explore your why even further with his guidance. And you'll love that. It's relevant and free. Plus, Mike also has some social media handles at the end of his chapter, too, so you can connect with him. But here's something that's really cool. Right now, you can see everything about the book and how to get a hold of Mike and what Mike is up to. By going to the books app, Brilliant Biz Book, and that's all one word, capital B's, I'll say it again, Brilliant Biz Book. It's free at your app store. Go ahead and download that. And when you do, first of all, know that you can find all our podcasts here, plus a whole bunch of other really cool things like our blogs and all sorts of stuff. Plus, then we have an option for you to ask an expert, and that's all of our authors. So. If you have a question regarding what Mike shared today, you go in and you type in Mike's name or click on Mike's name and you type in your question and he will respond back to you. I think that's pretty cool. Don't you? Definitely. It's a great tool. I even go back to it quite often myself. I was listening to one of our podcasts on my way here today. Ah, yeah, you do. And you always share that. And I know you've even sent a question or two to some of our other authors. So what I want to do right now, Mike, is say thanks for your time and your wisdom sharing. You rock, Mike. Thank you.
Thank you. You as well. Thanks. Thanks. And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where you learn how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. We'll be back next week. So until then, shine brightly.